I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Off The Beat and Track Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Stu Whiffin. It's another week, therefore it's another episode. Today's episode, I speak to Jack of the band The Snuts and we have a wonderful chat. We find out all about growing up in Scotland and the songs that, that found their way to his, uh, his small town uh, and influenced uh, him and, uh, and, and the new record. It's a great chat and I look forward to you uh, hearing it in a second. Before so, bear with me, uh, I'm going to do uh, a few thank yous. So I'd like to thank Scroobius Pip and uh, all of my brothers and sisters at the Distraction Pieces Network. I'd like to thank 76 for producing this podcast. He's done a smashing job over the last year because all of the audio has all been recorded remotely. You know, we're not sitting in these plush studios with, you know, super expensive microphones because well, we can't do that. So uh, we're doing all of these chats over Zoom and you know Skype and such. So uh, it makes his job a little trickier to ensure that you get a a nice warm sounding pod chat, but uh, he's doing a stellar job there. So thanks to 76. Um, and thanks to you lot. Uh, I really want to say uh, thank you because this podcast is a couple of years old now and it's, and it's growing really, really nicely. Um, the, the amount of people that are downloading it each week, I'm giving you a bit of an insight here, um, it, uh, has grown massively. And, and that's because of you lot. So, you know, he's all kind of comment and, share and and like and stuff when you see the posts on the socials and you know i've had lots of messages you know about episodes and stuff so yeah just so a big thank you to you lot for 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 really helping support and grow this podcast because it's it's so much fun i have an absolute blast doing this and i get to speak to so many incredible people about my my biggest passion which is you know records and and i'm being nosy and being nosy and finding out you know what other people's records are and, and why they're so important to them. So, so yeah, huge thanks to you. Um, and I'd also like to thank Ashley. Um, Ashley's been somebody that's, um, that, that's, that's jumped on uh, the, 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 the train that is off the beaten track and, and really kind of helped facilitate some amazing guests. You know, um, the Foo Fighters being one of those um, and as is today's as well. So um, there's been many, many more um, that haven't come out yet. A few have been out already, but there's some other crack that Ashley's um, facilitated that are, that are coming your way soon. So, yeah, just a, a thank you to, 
to him as well. Um, I'm doing lots of thank yous now. I feel like if I was not awards, there'd be some music playing behind it right now. Uh, so I'll, I'll kind of speed things up. Just quickly, if this is your first time uh, listening to Off The Beaten Track, when you finish listening to my chat with Jack, go and have a, a look in the archives because there's over 250 episodes now and you can hear me talking too, as aforementioned, uh, Foo Fighters, Fatboy Slim, um, gosh, uh, Alan McGee, Swade, uh, oh, just a, a huge who's who of um, musicians, actors, producers, DJs, comedians. Uh, go and have a have a look because you'll 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 find ones that I'm sure will uh, tickle your fancy. Um, and if you'd like to support the podcast and get access to video episodes and and radio shows and such, you can do that over on my Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash off the beat and track. Any support over there is is super appreciated. Um, but yeah, everything you need to know about this podcast, www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. Okay, I know why you're here. Please enjoy Off The Beat and Track Podcast with Jack of the Snaps. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. It me, stew with him. Right, we are recording. Joining me today via the means of Zoom. Jack, how you doing? How's it going, man? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, Jack, before we, we start work on your playlist, I just want to ask you um, basically the question that everybody starts every kind of new conversation with over the last however many months it's been now. have you found the last year... Um, personally jack and also as a creative um you know i think personally um it's been you know you always feel a bit guilty you know saying the pandemic's been quite nice you know the time you've spent during it but i think um just being able to take a bit of a take a bit of a beat take a bit of a back seat you know um spend some time um at home you know we're used so used to being on the road 24 7 um you know it's you don't get a lot of chance just to do um what we do at home so that's been quite nice um, creatively for us again you know it's been we feel pretty productive about it we've had our album um, you know and that kind of campaign to be working on 24-7 um, and I think as well you know it's given us a good opportunity just to kind of you know appreciate the job that we do you know you don't kind of know how good it is till we've had it taken away um, so we've been just kind of focusing on making sure that you know we come back 10 times the band um, that we were you know going into this so yeah generally quite positive I think that's the kind of light you know everybody's kind of starting to get into so absolutely absolutely going to kick off the playlist uh with track one yeah. jack and i'm going to ask you to tell me the song that you regard as having the greatest ever intro please well it's a tough one because i'm a big fan of the intro um but i went for lcd sound system all your friends um i think it's one of those intros you know that works really well live um just for a real kind of you know, it builds suspense for a crowd. I think that's what a great intro can do live. Um, and just to think of uh, just your personal listening as well, it's got something that, you know, you feel like you're, you know, you're ready to dance, you know, you'd be, be at six in the morning just waking up, putting that on. Um, and I think there's just a kind of nostalgia here as well. You know, it's got kind of that kind of, it's got a nod to kind of old school kind of house music and stuff like that. Um, so I'm going to go with that. Solid choice, mate. I can't believe no one's... I've done 280 episodes of this and no one's chose that and I'm stunned. I'm stunned because it's such a tune. And I mean, it's fundamentally 
about a five minute intro anyway, isn't it? Because the yeah, whole right. song is just that lead up to when he screams, We're your friends tonight. Like, and, yeah, right. and the elation when that bit drops is yeah. just, oh man. And it's, um, you know, it's quite a song for me. Like that, that intro as well. We just kind of, like, we've been working on a live set quite a lot. And we've got a song called All Your Friends. Uh, yeah, All Your Friends. Um, and, you know, as, as I wrote that song, um, I kind of Googled, because we were originally got to call it All My Friends. Um, and I Googled it, and I'd never listened to LCD Sound System before. Googled it, and I seen they had this song, so I kind of mixed it up and changed it a bit. Um, and now when we play that live, I've actually kind of, like, sampled that intro um, for oh, the LCD nice. Sound System one, you know, and put it, put it in the key as we sing along with it, but um, our song, and then kicks into our song, and just for some crazy reason, it works perfectly. And the songs are, like, polar opposites. So, love it, man. Oh, that's great. And it, and it has got that kind of, you know, nod to, to, to old, school, you know, old school electronic music. And, that, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, like, um, LCD Sound System only use sort of analogue yeah, uh, right. instruments. So, it's like everything will be, you know, the authentic kind of synths and drum machines and stuff. Absolutely, was. man. And you can, you can hear that, you know. It's, it doesn't have it as, but like, absolutely no kind of um, pop kind of music pleasing kind of sonics which is just so fucking refreshing you can <laughs> so, swear mate you can swear you can it. certainly <laughs> swear if we're talking about how fucking incredible this record is mate yeah man um and uh and also have you seen the the lcdc uh, lcd sound system film no which oh, one? Oh man basically they they document the last ever gig before they made their kind of comeback, but when oh, they is decided, it the Madison Square Garden, yeah, one? yeah, I've seen that unreal man, so good man. Like, it like starts off, it like kind of starts off in like a taxi and stuff like that, going to the show with like a yeah. glassy red wine or something. Amazing man, and and I think when they do uh, that track. I think they've got Arcade Fire on stage with them as well Amazing. at that point. Like, yeah, huge record. Unreal, man. I mean, that's a, a solid way to kick off your yes. your playlist. Um, for track two, I'm going to take you back and ask you the first song you remember hearing that had an emotional impact on you, please. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a tough one because I'm thinking, you know, how far back do you go um, or how, you know, how young are you before you realise that? So I thought I'll go with something that I know certainly had an emotional impact on me. Maybe I was a bit older. Maybe it wasn't my first, but certainly I think a concrete emotional impact is Bob Dylan, Forever Young, uh, for the Planet Waves record. Just amazing, man. It's a song, like, for me, that's just what great songwriting is all about. You know what I mean? Um, really, really putting things into, you know, like, kind of poetic terms that everybody can understand. I think there's something to be said about that in songwriting, you know, being able to, really get a message across and keep it really clever and, you know, intelligent and stuff like that, but also, uh, you know, just works for everybody, you know, those lyrics. So I think that's my, that's my jam. It's just like one big, amazing poem, man. And I mean, that's, uh, that's heavy music for, for, for a young lad. How was you exposed to, to, to Dylan? Was there like always music on at home growing up? Yeah, man. Um, so, like, um, I mean, my dad's a big Bob Dylan fan. My dad's, like, a, you know, he's a writer, he's a poet and stuff like that in his own regards. Um, so I think just, like, I was always kind of exposed to that kind of, you know, right kind of institutionalised, amazing songwriters is what, kinda, is what I'm, I really love. Um, 
I just love, you know, I'm a, I love Dylan in general. I mean, I love every single song he's probably ever made. Um, but I think there's something there's something about that song, you know, that is super emotive. You know, I think um, there's quite a crossover as well with that song for people who are not necessarily into that era, Dylan. Um, I think it's a real kind of, it was a big kind of remembrance uh, for why, or a reminder, sorry, for why he's just so good at writing songs for yeah. a lot of people. And so going back to when you first heard that, where 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 was life there? Where was you where was you born and where'd you grow up, Jack? Um so I'm from a small town um in central Scotland called Whitburn. Um, you know, music's pretty diverse there. Um it's not a, it's certainly not at the front of the it's not at the front of what people are all about, um, where we're from. Um but I think uh, it's just a quite homely, you know, quite family filled um quite a positive song and I think uh, that's there's quite a lot of that um, you know that kind of sense of community and hope and um, there's quite a lot of that in that song so I think it always when I hear it it still always remembers me back home um, stuff like that okay real deep real deep stuff well let's stay in them <laughs> formative years Jack because the track three I'm going to ask you the song that reminded you of your time at school please so, I mean, all these questions are so hard because there's probably 10 answers for everyone, so try to narrow it down. This also nearly made the greatest intro. Um, I think I actually switched it out, maybe. It was, it was a tough one. Um, so it was Arctic Monkeys, Certain Romance. Um, you know what I mean? So for us, it was a song that, like, basically all our friends, growing up for us, all we ever wanted to do was be in a band. All our friends were the same. Um, everybody could play about three songs each. Um, but this one for me was the one that everybody could play. You know, when we were passing around the guitar, everybody got a shot. Everybody tried their best to play that lead guitar part. Um, just a real party song for us, a real celebration. Um, I mean, culturally as well, you know, just the, the contents of that song are so relevant, I think, up and down the UK um, and every every place um, that that song could be played, people would connect with. Um, it's certainly that way for me and... My friends growing up. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. I, I, it's, it's my favourite Arctic Monkey song by by yeah, a mile. Um, for me, like I, as the more they've gone on, they've become more accomplished, more mature musicians, and they've they've yeah, pushed man. the boundaries of what they can do. But for me, I just love that kind of early era and that social commentary. I'm more yeah, interested man. in. I'm not so bothered about the rock and rollness. I'm more interested in kids in tracky bottoms scrapping with pool cues, you know, yeah, I, <laughs> that kind of social commentary. I just think he nails that. I mean, he, you know, they, they know everything they do. You know, they're, they're an incredible, <laughs> incredible band, but that, faultless man. Yeah. But that first record, man, there's something about yeah. that, that energy. I think that's, yeah. I think that song's lovely because, you know, it's, you can hear that it's, um, because they, desert, they develop so fast. I think monkeys throughout every record. And I think what's nice about, that song, as you can hear, that that's like came for the kind of demo days. Um, you know, it's got that, it's got that nostalgia, that, that that early kind of demo. You know, people, a lot of people kind of forget that the monkeys is a lot of people knew those songs before the record was coming out because they were so heavily shared, like you know, in the MySpace days and just in the live scene. Um, so I think that song's just so great because it would work, you know, in the demo format, and it works even better. And um, on the record, you know, we we played Sheffield like Leadmill last year, I think, um, and one of our mates was supporting us. And when we were back home, uh, 
like before we were really in a band or anything like that or doing anything nobody cared what music we were playing we played in pubs and stuff like that and that was the one song that like you know everybody would just get up on stage or just down the front of the pub with the guitars and uh you know just blasting this tune out so we done that in the lead mill and it was absolutely wild it's like a real kind of so glad we chose to do that in sheffield <laughs> Lovely. I mean, just touching on school as well, uh, um, how was that? Did you enjoy it? Certainly not. Um, I didn't actually last long at school. I think I probably left school at like 15 or something like that. Um, so, but, but I mean, the thing with school for us is it was just a place, what was quite good about our school is they were quite open to just letting us use the rooms and using the guitars and stuff like that because we didn't really have any of that. I mean, there's a few guitars kicking about a friend group, but nobody really had one that they owned personally. <laughs> um, so the school, you know, like instead of going to the classes, RE and PE, all the stuff that you would just be like, you know, skipping and out the back smoking, you would just go to the guitar room and people kind of let us away with it teacher-wise. Um, so it was really good just to develop our, uh, you know, our hunger to play music together. Um, so that's probably the only one good thing I would ever say about our school. <laughs> Was it was being a musician like what you wanted to do even at that early age? Yeah, absolutely. That's all that's all we've ever wanted to do. Um and you know, I think certainly in kind of today's climate or whatever, the journey and the length of time that it takes a band to from when they started to get to where even close to where they want to be, it just seems to elongate. Like, you know, as the years go on, there's no no like kind of breakthrough bands there's no kind of big bursts of light where all bands are coming through and stuff like that so for us it has been like such a big journey from school days to kind of where we are now it's just a journey that keeps going on which is at least is quite a nice thing and and that journey you know to 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 establish another success that you've had in in, in the music industry is no is no easy thing to to achieve um so i'm gonna ask you two two things here jack i'm gonna ask you um would you say you're confident and would you say you was driven um, I certainly say we were driven. I think that's always been number one, especially. Um, I mean, every day, to be honest with you, I think sometimes you maybe feel it dipping, but I think that was a big driving force like behind us. We were really driven. We knew, we, we knew what we wanted to do. And we kinda, you know, we were so interested in the music and the kind of culture that came with it. We kind of we decided the steps that we felt like we would need to take along the way to kind of get ourselves into a, you know, into a pole position at least. Yeah. Um, Confident-wise... I mean, I think that's just something that grows. Um, the more music they make and the more more time you spend around people who actually know what they're doing, you know, in the studio environment and stuff like that. But, I mean, confidence-wise, before I walk on stage, I'm terrified no matter where I am, who I'm playing to, how many nights I've played already on the trot. Um, I'm constantly terrified to be on stage. What? I never really wanted to be the singer or anything like that, so it's the worst job in the band. Um <laughs> what's your routine yeah. jack what's that nervous routine is it like six pisses and then like just pacing and like what, what what's the routine oh man I, i'm i'm pretty psychotic man. like i won't speak to anybody for like three hours before the <laughs> really? show really uh, i just sit, sit, in a, sit in a room myself like some tunes on con- contemplate all the things that could go wrong during the show <laughs> oh, and then you know, but I mean, you're not, I mean, you're always um, you're more likely to be surprised at how well the shows went if you're expecting disaster. Um, but I think it's good, you know. <laughs> it's definitely part. It's part of the the adrenaline and stuff like that for me. Just you know, being nervous and stuff like that. Um, but I think it's some hopefully something that just keeps keeps getting better. But the nerves are something. Um, 
you know, that people like like to see on stage. I think I think there's something about you know a vulnerability of a band on stage that you know you can't actually recreate fucking through this new digital fucking age of music. Um, and I think people like to see that. I personally do. You know, when I watch a band. I think there's something about knowing that it's, there's something real happening up there. You know, there's a real connection on the stage and you know with the crowd. Um, so those those nerves will just I feel like you know naturally kind of play into that scenario. If that I, makes any sense. Complete sense, absolute sense, and it's the same with, you know, to, to equate to like the the podcast when I, you know, when I started doing this, I was super nervous, and you know, sometimes I'd kind of, you know, get my words back to front, and it was like, do you know what? Like, just leave it in there, like because That's that man. it's real, and it's like, you know, I'm, I'm I don't really want to sort of fake this. It's like I'm gonna make mistakes, and human beings fucking make mistakes and like and everybody gets nervous doing things that you know they they want to they you know that they're passionate about and that they want to succeed yeah, in and like and i think never cover that up like i couldn't agree more with yeah. you a lot of the mistakes are the great the great bits man you know what i mean and i think especially making music i find myself you know wanting to leave the mistakes and wanting to leave you know things that weren't deliberate is kind of what what keeps this genre especially in my opinion alive you know keeping that that realness in it is something to be said for it. It's maybe a bit cliche, but it's certainly, you know, if people do do connect with that. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's genre specialist. Listen up. I've only got another new sponsor. Egg Fried. It's this super cool clothing label. And... If you're into sort of skating and street art and gigging and, and kind of like really cool art and throwing a little bit of Asian culture and, and the designer's kind of weird sense of humour in the mix, then you're pretty much there with the wonderful world that is eggfried.com. Now, they do these amazing punchy kind of graphic tees, hoodies and sweatshirts, beautiful art prints, as well as this, they have a denim range, all handmade in-house, all supporting the slow fashion movement. Not only that, they've given you a discount code, 10% off when you head over to eggfried.com. Just use the code EGGSALAD, E-W-G-S-A-L-A-D, save 10%. Go and get lost in the world of egg fried. 
also they've got a new kids range and it's called small fried and it's super cool super cute um and again it's all over there in this wonderful world go and get involved at eggfried.com track four first song you remember buying from a record shop yeah so i mean kind of late to the party you know i think it's been quite nice in our lifetime watching you know they say like kind of vinyl and stuff like that kind of come back we've got to kind of witness that whole thing which is really nice um i remember me and calm the bass player and we're probably i don't know maybe like 12 or something 12 13 and we got jumping a train through a through edinburgh um and you know that's just at a stage where we were just deciding we were going to be indie kids and that like everybody had skinny jeans painted on jeans big daft haircuts um cardigans a lot just really horrible stuff um so from that basically through in the train to edinburgh record store we're really into really into razor light we had um their show coming up like one of the first gigs we ever came to we really loved that album i don't think anybody else does but uh so it's slipway fires and we bought on vinyl and we don't even have vinyl they have record players or nothing we're just so happy to have it <laughs> um, what, what album is that on Number three. Number three. Fires, it's fucking great, man. Um, but I, I don't know what, I was. I don't know, I think it was, the, it was the last one they made, unless they've done something since that I don't know about, but I, uh, it was I great, think, man. There's some great songs on it, man. I, I, I think, I think because he was, like, Johnny Burrell was so notoriously a pain in the ass from what you gather, from what you read in the media, yeah. like, that, you know, that that seems to have overshadowed that band. Yeah, man. But 100%. for me, like that that first record, like stumble and fall, rip it up, like they're yeah, man. fucking killer indie bangers. Like yeah, man, super influential. You know to what came next, in my opinion. Mm. Records like that, you know. Um, but again, yeah, it does get it kind of does get swept away with, you know. But is, I think this this whole genre can be quite pretty like that. It's pretty ruthless in how it comes and goes. Um, oh. These big bands, you know. I read an article, like, uh, it was probably Vice, because it was quite cutting, uh, and they were referring to bands from that genre as landfill indie, uh, uh, which which is fucking ridiculous, you know, because... I think so too, man. You, you look at the, the the amount of incredible, you know, in, you know, British guitar music that was dominating the charts and dominating, you know, the 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 the, the live scene in not just the, you know the UK but much much yeah, further right. afield than that. I don't think there's been a, a a bigger movement since then in in guitar yeah. music. I think that was you know a big big moment for for, for, for British indie, and it does get dismissed. And and I think there was some incredible yeah. bands within that. Yeah, I think so. I think just. The influences they've had on um, on the bands that have came after and stuff like that, that whole scene, I do think it's, uh, that term is always quite disrespectful. I think it's, it's also been it's been good for that. It's been good for indie music having that abundance as well because, I mean, this I can only speak personally, but I think we grew up on that, um, listening to that music, and I think we've always been really conscious, you know, never just to try and recreate something like that, you know. Um, take your influences and your songwriting and you know, and the attitude, and you know, and what you want to do, and um, and how to just you know be aspire to be really bands like that. But I think it's also just left a lot of space for people to go like we can make something new. You know, it's left. It's nice to just make a big foot stamp on that indie scene, and then just go like we're going to try and 
you know, be influenced by it, keep the genre alive. But we are always very conscious, never to, never to recreate those sounds and that. You know, they've had the, they've had the thing. There's nothing wrong with them. But I think it's good for bands just to go, let's do something new. That's certainly how we see it, anyway. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. 100%. Well, for track five, um, I sent you the question, the song that soundtrack your years clubbing. You're not a clubber, right? Not at all. Never, I don't even know if I've been in a club in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does extend itself to, like, you know, your local indie night. You know, it's not... Uh... Yeah. Oh, we didn't even have one of those. We were we were just playing in, like, basically just the boozers round about uh, where we play. We grew up on that. Um, so I, it was never something that we were... We were interested in clubbing-wise, so... It's a tough one. I mean, that's a bit, it sounds a bit daft, but there's no, no not at all. We, there's no clubs where we stayed, man. <laughs> if there's none there, then you can't go to them. But okay, but I, so I'll ask you: you're in a, you're in the bar, right? And uh, and it, it's it's an indie rock pub, and there's a jukebox. You've got fifty yep. p one track. What are you putting on? Tough one. It's a tough one. I mean, man. I've put I, you on the spot there, brother. Sorry. As as um, I mean, like. I think where we where we grew up, if it was jukebox, if I was going to jukebox, I'm I'm really into like kind of soul music, uh, some northern soul stuff, and that um, that was the kind of stuff that went down well, you know, um, when it came on, and it was Saturday night or whatever. So I'd go for like uh, like sweet soul music, Arthur Conley, something like that. That's a that's a crowd pleaser. It's a crowd And what an intro! <laughs> Oh, exactly. I know there's a lot. I'm a big <laughs> intro fan, man. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask you something about that then, because um, as somebody who's a young musician in, you know, in in a, in a young band, uh, you're you're making music in a time now where the way that young people uh, listen to music uh, is far different from how you had a, you know, that 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 demo yeah. of the Arctic Monkeys that was being passed around back in the day, uh, and, and vinyl before that. Um, and, and so in a world where attention spans seem to be getting quicker and, yeah. you know, people are, are everything's a, a flick of the thumb and hook them quite quickly. And, and, and I guess a lot of this is for leaning towards more kind of pop side of music. Um, and I mean that. Yeah. And, and so where I'm going with this anyway, Jack, is basically are all of these things considerations when you approach writing a song, specifically the intro? Um, I'd say so, definitely. I mean, I, I would be lying, you know, um, the position we're in now and the way that your music is, um, is uh, digested now, I think I'd be lying to say that I would I would be confident enough at this stage in my career to go, here's a two-minute intro, just because, you know, people need to, um, you need to move with the times. It's that kind of way that, you know, like I'm sure the guy that was always selling horses was furious when um, people started selling cars or whatever. Um, so I think it's like, I mean, that we are certainly conscious of that. I mean, we don't play the the formula, you know, singing on the first bar of the song and stuff like that, which you hear everywhere. Um, but I think it's, I think it's good, man. I think you move with the times, man. You let that spill into your music. You know, um, you just kind of whatever, whatever kind of tools you have at hand, you just try and make the best. Uh, what you have and the writing that you know and it's been nice for us um you know we made a record you know and kept kept things you know we're trying to be clever with it as well you know and just do what we need to do um but you know you get a lot of space in like your deluxe versions and these extra bonus tracks which we've done quite a lot of for this record we are you know the freedom they're just absolute freedom um so with this i've you know i've been able to 
you know, just have big odd verses, big long intros, I'll be able to bring in some strings, big string intros, um, you know, and there's no diluting uh, the music. And, you know, people could sit and say, you know, nobody, nothing would ever like, you know, force me to dilute my music, but that that's just not true. You know, everybody's done it throughout the time, like throughout history. Yeah. You know, um, it makes sense to, you, you know, you're ultimately, you're trying to bring people into your gigs, you're trying to get people to buy your records. Um, so certainly I think, you know, we move with the times on that front. And, I, you know, at first it's maybe something that's hard to come to terms with, but now I'm just like, you know, I'm kind of proud of the music we make. So that's as long as that's at the forefront of it, that's what's important. That makes sense. Total sense. Quite a, quite um, a rant. Quite uh, a rant. That was perfectly answered. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take you home for track six and ask Great. you uh, for a favourite song from an artist from your home county, please. Yes. So it's quite a tough one. Well, it's actually not a tough one because where we're from, like the, probably one of the biggest international recording artists in the world right now is from as well. Um, so I'm going to go with Lewis Capaldi, Headspace. Um, we're gonna be, I mean, we kind of played in the same pubs and we knew Lewis growing up. Um, he's always destined to be where he is now, to be honest with you. And he, I think he knew that himself as well, which I always liked about him. Um, and there's a track on his record. Um, kind of ties into the last question, you know what I mean? Um, you certainly listen to Capaldi stuff and you know it's designed, it's designed for the masses, um, which I, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. Um, but that track, Headspace, for me, just knowing his music and knowing what he did before this, um, that certainly feels like his most personal track. Um, to me, it seems like the music he really likes making and certainly liked making when I knew, knew him um, when we were younger. So there's, I think it's just something like that. It's just a great song for just for a songwriter, you know. There's no added frills. Um there's no formulas and no kind of having to do anything that that pleases a kind of global ear. I think there's something about that song that is just for him. And I think it's important, you know, it makes sure no matter what you're doing, you're still getting that message across. Excellent. And um, we have music. Just check it out if you haven't heard it. It's good. It's a great song. For um well before we, we get on to the last track, just while we've uh, we've took you back home for, for, for that one, you mentioned Dylan, but um what other sort of music was you, you know, was you exposed to growing up? What was on at home? Um, I mean, different places. Like my dad was in, um, like Joni Mitchell stuff like that. Which I really, really myself, I'm also really into. Um, my mum's just crazy, man. She's like, she probably had a bigger influence on my music taste than I ever let on. But uh, like, my mum was really into like the Libertines and stuff like that. Like, Thank she's you. always been, she's always been like a total indie rock mum for some reason. Um. And earlier on that, she's really into like the Cure and um, Human League and just all this kind of just sporadic genre grabbing. Um, but I mean, my mum's my biggest fan. She goes to every show. She goes to too many shows, as my <laughs> as my personal opinion. But you know, I love her for it. Um, but it's just uh, so I just kind of having constant music. There was quite a lot of music growing up and uh, for an early age as well. You know, our friends. It's just been our, our only thing. It's been our only interest. So just kind of being able to grab, even like, you know, we're all really into hip hop music as well for a young age, um, starting high school and stuff like that. Everybody was, you know, kind of old West Coast stuff, um, East Coast stuff, um, but just, you know, all the classics. So we try and, 
we try and bring as much as we never try and uh, put a bracket on what, what we're making. You know, if we're going to get some hip hop influences in, some sampling, you know, we never fight it, you know, because people say you've got to be an indie band so you can only play the guitar and you can have two guitars and a drum kit and a bass, you know. I think we we never put any brackets on what we're making, you know, whatever comes out in the most creative way we can. It's, it's, it's a more honest fucking representation of yourself than sticking to the boundaries, in my opinion. Definitely, definitely. Couldn't agree more. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Um, for your last track, uh, you get to play DJ. Nah. Yes. Jack. A song that many may not know that you would like them to hear, please. So, um, I mean, there's a great scene in Scotland in general. There's lots of bands that, you know, I'd love to shout out when I got a chance. You've know, got uh, like Mark Sharp and the Bicycle Thieves. You've got uh, Lucia and the Best Boys and Ninth Wave. Um, there's a band, uh, a guy Luke Volpe as well for hometown. is really great. Um, also, there's a band, Parliamo, that supported us last year. Um, they're kind of like a mix-up if you places in Scotland where they're from. And they've got a kind of side project on the go and um, one of the wee guys in it and I mean I don't even know how to pronounce their band name or whatever but it's called if you search on Spotify or whatever it's Finn FM and then Sneds S-N-E-D-Z it's a song called Won't You Come Over and um, you know they're doing it a really cool way really kind of DIY um, bedroom production um, just putting it out you know going back to the old SoundCloud formula you know uh, getting people involved that way um, I just think it's a really cool piece of music coming out of Scotland especially it's got a real uh, 
it's quite a hard kind of vibe to describe, but it's got a, just a kind of early 2000s, kind of like 2004 fucking big indie song, man. Um, so won't you come over? Finn FM and Sneds. Right. That's awesome. Well, Jack, we put together a, a Spotify playlist to accompany the podcast with all your song awesome, choices uh, so yeah, people yeah. can go and get stuck into uh, all, awesome, of the, all of your tracks. I'll stick Arthur Connolly on there as well, mate. And, yes. Uh, and, and as we find ourselves, uh, you know, we're recording this at the in the middle of March and, you know, the sun's starting to shine and there's a, an air of optimism now that, you know, this this last year's, you know, finally coming to an end and we're gonna be able to get back out to connect with people and hug our friends and 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 yeah, and just do all the good shit again. Um Yeah man. Jack, what are you looking forward to personally from this year and what's coming up professionally? Um I mean I don't have to be honest with you, man, I have absolutely no uh, distinction with personal and professionally at all. I'm just on it twenty four seven. Uh I mean, I'm really looking forward to getting this record to people. It's something we've been working on our whole life. Um, there's songs in there I wrote 10 years ago. Um, there's some stuff there that's really important to us um, as a band. And I think, you know, culturally relevant to the places that we, we grew up in and, you know, certainly places that are similar to them. Um, totally unheard stuff. So I'm excited to get that out. I'm um, really excited to play it live. Our last um, venture, the mixed APP, we didn't get to tour. Um, so I think um, just being able to tour our debut record is, you know, it's just the only thing we've ever wanted to do. So number one for me, that's it. Wonderful. Jack, it's been an absolute pleasure talking records with you, Likewise, mate. Likewise, mate. Uh, thank you so much. Best of luck with the record and uh, look forward to seeing you live as soon as we can. Thanks very much, man. Pleasure. There you go. Jack, what a dude. Um, love that chat. Um, smashing fella. Great new record. Um, yeah, never been clubbing. If they haven't got a club in your town, you're never going to have gone clubbing. <laughs> so switched it up. And to then put someone on the spot, I mean, just have a think. If I fired that question at you, you've got one coin, one song in a jukebox, what you're putting on. I mean, that's that's pressure. I mean, for someone like me, you know, I'd, I'd have an absolute meltdown at the prospect of having to answer that on the spot. Uh, and what did he do? He plucked an absolute solid gold soul banger. Um, so, yeah, props to him for that. Um, thanks ever so much for listening. Thanks again to Jack. Thanks once more to Ashley uh, for putting that together for me. Um, and, yeah, we'll be back next time. In the meantime, go explore the back catalogue, www.offthebeatandtrackpodcast.com. We're on all the usual platforms, Apple, Spotify, Acast. You know where you, know where you get your podcast. Go and have a look there. I'll see you next time. Be excellent to each other. Bye-bye. I've got an announcement. Save Our Souls Clothing. www.sosclothing.co.uk Why am I telling you this? they're our official sponsor yeah that's right go and check them out because their clothing is off the scale you're going to love it so they've decided they want to be our sponsor which is amazing and what I have to do is I have to tell you about why they're amazing so here's a little bit of blurb so they've only been going a year and they're based in South End on Sea just up the road from me they put the company together based on a a love of tattoos and alternative music. And they've worked with some of the greatest artists around the world to produce these items of clothing that are as unique as you lot. 
All of the designs are printed using biodegradable, sustainable and water-based inks. In addition to that, they only print on garments made by members of Fairwear Foundation. I mean, come on, great clothing and a conscience. Since going live in April last year, they've seen their audience grow massively and are now selling orders all across the world. And they were recognised by Cosmopolitan magazine as one of the best sustainable clothing brands alongside names such as Stella McCartney. I mean, that's quite a first year, right? So, go and check them out, because they've put a lot of love into supporting this podcast, and I couldn't be happier. What else they've done, is they've given you 15% off. So if you head over to www.sosclothing.co.uk, do a bit of shopping, see what you like, throw it in the basket, and then on the way out, put in the discount code, Beat 15, B-E-A-T-1-5, and that'll save you 15% off. Amazing, right? www.sosclothing.co.uk Official sponsors of Off The Beaten Track Podcast. It's Off The Beaten Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Hey, 